Well, good morning. It may be gray outside, but the sun is always shining in here, right? Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior who brightens our lives each and every day. And it's something that we should know because God loves us so much, lavishes that upon us every day. Experience the grace of God and know that you are loved so that you can turn that love out to others. That's what we're going to be concentrating on today. A little bit more about what it means to turn the love that we're receiving into love everywhere we are and everywhere we go. Turn to your announcements. We have quite a few in there that, and really they're all something that you need to be paying attention to. So we have uh, the most important one is that next Sunday is the changing of the clocks. So none of us want to not be here at the right time. So just make sure you're keeping that in your minds before you come next Sunday. Uh, we have several things that are going on in this season that is coming. We got the holidays are right around the corner. Uh, so we have the fall bazaar that's coming up uh, November 10th, and we need your help. As part of the fall bazaar, we have this time for a silent auction, and we need some baskets to be a part of that silent auction. And we're looking for uh, some help for that. We're looking outside of those within the church to see if anybody wants to donate a basket. But if there's something that you have a passion for, a particular uh, theme that you could create a basket for and donate it as part of the silent auction, that would be very helpful. And there's a sign-up sheet uh, that you can sign up and say, this is the theme of basket I would like to put together so that not everybody makes an Ohio State basket and that's all we have. So we just want to make sure that if you put a theme down, yes, I want to make a basket for this and I'll bring it. Also, they're going to have a bake sale uh, that we're going to offer from a table that we're putting out. And so if you want to provide some baked goods items for that, uh, that's another thing you can sign up for and say what you are bringing there. So those are a couple things for you. Also, uh, coming up, think about the holidays, the Thanksgiving meal uh, to help that for uh, bringing food to those who are not going to get a meal. Uh, the fish food pantry, there's ways for us to help there, so take note of that. And then also, as believe it or not, we're going to be having the St. Paul uh, Christmas tree will be up before long, and we'll be able to be mindful of that and continue that mission work that we do here. Outside of that, I want to mention we have the Mary and Martha stuff. Is, the gathering is coming up very soon. Uh, so that's November 13th, and that's, we're, we're inviting all women to be a part of this group, uh, to be able just to, to be together and enjoy each other in varying ways through fun, through eating, through prayer together, uh, all different kinds of ways. So take uh, note of that and be a part of it. Uh, some business, the church conference uh, for this church where we nominate uh, those that will be on committees and setting uh, different budget items. Those are That meeting is going to be on the 16th at 6.30. Everyone is welcome to be a part of that and has voice and vote that is a member of the church. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, put that on your calendar as well. I was asked, uh, we have our fellowship time, our hospitality time. It's been going great. And I really like that everybody's interacting. I encourage you to continue to find somebody you may not have known and talk to them. Uh, but we'd like some help with that. So the hospitality team would like to see if you want to bake cookies for, for a particular Sunday. There's a sign-up sheet for that as well. 
Uh, Chad, would you like to come on up? He has a few more things to share. Um, I think I'm loud enough. But I'm going to steal the microphone right there. Thanks. Okay. Hello, hello. <laughs> there you are. Uh, I actually have another announcement. I wanted to congratulate uh, Suzanne and Pastor Jeff for their new uh, a new granddaughter, Sophia Annalise. So can we give them a round of applause? Thank you. We're very excited about that. So it is, it is Pastor Appreciation Month this month, and it's really the end of the month. All right. But we really do appreciate you. And, and with the idea of it's Pastor Appreciation um, Sunday, and then in the month of November, thinking about how we can show our appreciation to you, Pastor, and also our staff during the month of November, as far as like almost like a thankful Thanksgiving thankfulness month. We wanted to, I wanted to mention that how appreciative we are of your, of your intentional leadership of, of us, your flock. Um, and I, and we really, we really are inspired by your leadership in, in some, in, in some big and small ways, like you, like you mentioned our coffee hour. I think that is, that is one example. Um, so we are going to have a uh, reception, a very short reception, or it could be long as however long you want to stay and show your appreciation to pastor Jeff, actually pastor grandpa Jeff, (laughs) uh, and, and Suzanne for, for their leadership, um, of, uh, of us. So I wanted to say thank you and then invite everybody to the reception after the service. So thanks. All right. Thank you. With that, let's prepare our minds and our hearts for worship this morning as we take in the prelude.
Good morning. I am not Mike Engel. Um, he is feeling a bit under the weather today. So Lynn was all prepared to do children's moments, so she's going to help me out there this morning. So if you would please stand as you are able for our call to worship. Great is the Lord. He is holy and just. Worthy is the Lord. He is worthy of praise. God is faithful. And if you would remain standing for our opening hymn, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, we'll be singing verses 1 through 4, and it's page 66, not 64 as in your bulletin. And you may be seated and join with me in our opening prayer as printed in your bulletin. Mighty God, we come into your powerful presence with hope in our hearts. May we pray with the same focus and strength which with you receive our prayers. Flow through our prayers and our worship this day that we may rediscover childlike trust even as we mature in faith. Amen. And if the children would come forward and join Mrs. Engel for the children's moment.
guys, how are you? We have a big old crew. That's great. So, you mean to hold anything for no, you? No, we got it. All right. So, can you tell me what is coming up this Tuesday? Halloween. Do you guys know what you're going to be? What are you going to be? Stitch. Pikachu. Pikachu. A ninja Star Wars. Ninja Star Wars character. Should be interesting. What are you going to be? A butterfly. You don't know? You guys know what you're going to be? No, well, you know, sometimes you want to and sometimes you don't. And that's cool, too. So, did you also know that Wednesday is a special day? Tuesday is a special day. Halloween, also called All Hallows' Eve. But Wednesday's a special day. You know what that is? Nobody knows? Mm, you are right. A patron saint day? It is a, it, yes, and it's All Saints Day. Yeah, you're right. And we celebrate All Saints Day, and we celebrate that as the people that have gone before us. Yes. So, I looked in the Bible because I was like, well, yeah, the, the, the people that have all gone before us, they're saints. Well, I looked to see what Paul had to say to the people of Corinthians. Guess what? Saints are people who are holy ones, who are followers of Jesus Christ. You know what that means? It means they spread the word. Guess what else it means? For you. You're a saint. Did you know that? Did you guys know you were saints? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are saints. If you are followers of Jesus Christ. Is that cool or what? And that means all of these people out here, they're saints. Those people back there, they're saints. Your neighbors, they're saints. Isn't that pretty cool? So, I know, it's a different way of thinking, isn't it? Hmm. I know, if you follow Jesus Christ, you're a saint because you're anointed as his holy one. I mean, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Well, let's pray, and let's pray I have enough treats. <laughs> if not, I know where I can get more. <laughs> Dear God, thank you for all the saints among us. Thank you for the younger ones and the older ones and everybody in between. And may we all be your holy ones. And also, have fun this week. Amen. Amen. Thanks.
Thank you, Lynn. And now we'll join together in our prayer hymn, More Love to Thee, O Christ, number 453, and we'll be singing verses 1, 2, and 4. The mindset that we should be having as we go to prayer is just this. The more love that we are pouring out to God, the more we will experience. Not because God will love us anymore just because we're loving more. But it puts us in a a state of mind and a state of heart that says that I am loving to be loved. And that's a completely different way of experiencing our Lord as we pray. So let's go to our Lord with that frame of mind. God of grace and mercy. God of amazing love. God of faithfulness. There's so many ways we could describe you, but yet you are undescribable. Just when we think we might have the right word, there is so much more. 
that we can see in you and your character. Lord, there is so much, so much that you pour out to us because you love us so much. You sent your son for us. It is something that we still to this day have a hard time understanding and grasping through our own experiences of what it would mean to give up a son, give up a child for others. Oh God, we have just a, a narrow mind when it comes to the amount of love that you have to give. Yet as we will find out today, oh God, we know that you are pouring your character into us. As Lynn was saying, you have called us to be saints. Because of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, your love is amazing. May we open ourselves to that love. May we each and every one of us receive that love. It feels so good when we experience love. Lord, we we understand it when it comes from others, but we still may need some help from you to open our hearts to understand what it means to be loved by you. Tear down those those walls, those fears, those uh, pieces of vulnerability in us that we want to hold on to. Truly let us experience the magnitude of your love. Lord, we ask that you would pour out your love on all those who we love who may be experiencing something difficult. Those that are having a week ahead that may be something that they are unsure about. Lord, each and every one of us has something So we just ask that you would hear our prayers, that you would hear what is on our hearts and our minds to lift up those that are around us in your name. Lord, we like to understand what it means to truly have joy in the Lord. So that we can experience joy in such a a more abundant way that when we do have those things that come that are joyous, that we can just give you thanks. And then in all things that we know that you are at work in our lives, we can continue to find joy in you. So we celebrate all those good things that are happening as even our family is celebrating the birth of a granddaughter. Lord, we are grateful. Help us to experience the joy to the fullest. Lord, our heart breaks for those across the globe who are in the midst of war. They didn't ask for it. But it is happening all around them and they are scared. They don't know where to go. Lord, have a person of peace find them. Connect with them. And draw them closer to you. Help us to be more and more like you, so that we are able to be that person of peace, that person of love and grace and mercy in other people's lives. Encourage us, O God, this day. 
Let us share now the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And as an extension of our worship, we understand what has been given to us. And as a response, according to all that we know and love about God, we are able to respond with generosity and giving back a portion. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Please join with me in this prayer of dedication. We bring these offerings to you, O Lord, not because you need them, but because you are holy. Through these resources, may your holy purposes be fulfilled. Amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reading for today is from the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verses 1 and 2, and 15 through 18. 
The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you. 
Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, choir. Over the <clears throat> past several weeks, we have been spending time walking with the Hebrew people on their journey out of slavery in Egypt. Suzanne and I both have asked that as we witness their journey, that we would see ourselves in them. Too often we read their story from our seat on the judge's bench, ruling that they are stubborn, hard-hearted fools, or even worse. It is easy to do that when we distance ourselves from them. However, if we put ourselves in their shoes, we can discover more about our own journey with God. Our minds were first open to see how we too quarrel. We quarrel with each other, we grumble, we complain, we blame, and make selfish demands of the Lord. Losing sight that these responses keep us from seeing and experiencing God's guidance and provision. On top of Mount Sinai, we joined Moses where we looked at the Ten Commandments, not as rules, but as an invitation to relationship with the one true God who offers us redemption, faithfulness, mercy, wholeness, and belonging. Then Suzanne invited us to stand with the Hebrew people at the base of Mount Sinai where they became afraid and lost the sense of who they were when Moses hadn't come down from the mountain for 40 days. Suzanne reminded us that when we feel insecure and unsure, that we need to ground our identity as children of God. Knowing we belong to God through Jesus Christ who intercedes for us because we are His beloved. Then last week, we witnessed God's willingness to be vulnerable with us in our relationship and invites us to go deeper. Moses poured out his heart to God, wanting to know the Lord as deeply as God knew him. And like Moses, we are free to pursue a deeper relationship with the Lord or our God who is always present and offering us His goodness through the Holy Spirit who equips and empowers us to be who we are in Christ and then to live according to God's purposes. Throughout these past few weeks, we have shown that our faith journey isn't about a, a transaction. It's not about the law or rituals. It is about relationships. Jesus affirmed this when he was asked about the greatest commandment and responded, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So at this point in our journey with the Hebrew people, our focus has been on loving God. Today's passage turns our focus to loving others. 
It was from this 19th chapter in Leviticus that Jesus referenced the commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves. You see, this commandment could easily have been overlooked among the various laws that the Lord had shared with Moses. Yet Jesus pulls it out as being one of the two commandments that all others hang. In this chapter, nearly all of the Ten Commandments are, are restated or alluded to. And then there are several instructions of detail about living together as the people of God, as witnesses to the world around them. The Lord was intentional in declaring that the purpose of bringing the Hebrew people out of Egypt was to establish a community of people who were set apart from all others. Here is that declaration. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Does that make you nervous? The Hebrew word for holy simply means set apart. With regards to God being holy, God is like no other entity. Set apart from all others. God is God. Holy also means pure. In God's case, purity is wrapped in the Lord's character. Here, in this declaration, God calls for us to be set apart from all others as a result of our relationship with the Lord. Brian D. Russell, he suggests this. Biblical holiness is a calling to reflect God's character in deep relationship with God, loving God. And in relationship with the covenantal community, the nations and all creation, loving neighbor. We love God in some respects by loving our neighbor. Moreover, we love our neighbor by learning to love ourselves as God loves us. See, we are set apart. Made holy by our relationship with God. Whose character is being worked out in us through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit to love others as God loves us. Then following our call to be holy because God is holy, we find instructions that describe specifics of what would differentiate And in the case of the scriptures, what would differentiate the Israelites in their context? Many of the commands directly translate to our context and can help us to recognize how we are set apart in our community. So the remaining verses of our text for today show us how our holiness is demonstrated through neighborly love. Before I continue, I want to point out that in our 21st century perspective, we tend to read these commands from an individualistic view. Sure, they pertain to to each one of us. However, these words are given by God for the purpose of setting apart the whole assembly of the people of God. So in our context, God is speaking to the church. And calling the church to be holy and set apart in the likeness of his character. 
which Christ demonstrated for us. These commands provide an accountability that we have to one another. You see, we have to actually be in community to demonstrate our holiness, our love of God, and our love of neighbor. So as a community, the Lord says to us, do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. We've been in our household watching the TV series Suits. Maybe you've heard of it, you're watching it, or whatever. I'll just tell you a little bit about it. It's about a group of lawyers associated with one of New York's best corporate law firms and how they navigate the cases for their clients and their struggle with upholding the law as they work on their cases. There is constantly, I repeat, constantly, a blurred line in their ethics of law depending on how they are, who they are protecting. Either it could be their client that obviously boosts their income. It could be themselves or it could some way be someone that they love. And the justice system depicted on this show at a minimum represents a distorted kind of justice. Justice isn't supposed to be something manipulated to get the results we want. Real justice is what is right for the community. The community as a whole, beginning with all of those first that are represented in any case of injustice. True justice is only feasible when everyone is seen and heard and represented without any kind of advantage. As a people set apart by God, we're to to denounce corruption. What we accept as justice in our community reflects our character. You see, in our baptismal vows, we accept the freedom and the power of God that gives us to resist evil and justice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. These aren't just words to recite. We are to be advocates and agents of the Lord to demonstrate God's character, seeking justice for all. Where justice is about, hear this, where justice is about reconciliation and restoration, not retribution. Consider this, justice isn't determined by law. It is resolved by love. Yet we continue to advocate for more laws which limit our capacity to love our neighbors on a case-by-case basis. Apart from God, we are unaware of how selfish we are. However, when we are awakened to God and develop a relationship with the Lord, we can see it in ourselves, the selfishness, and we can see it in others. It is evident that what we do is done to elevate ourselves in our community. God says if we're going to be holy, as God is holy, then do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. <clears throat> what is the intent of slander? 
It's to ruin or call into question someone else's reputation, their character, to make ours appear better. This is usually done with uh, false statements or any means necessary to, to benefit ourselves. The result of slander is harm. Slander in and of itself endangers our neighbor. Now, on a scale of endangerment, slander may be on the low end, but it is on the scale. John Wesley shared the three simple rules for holy living. Do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Now, holy living isn't possible without staying in love with God. God is the source of our holiness. Apart from God, we tear others down to build ourselves up in a loving relationship with God. Our holiness is on display when we build each other up. We're a better community when we actively work for the good of others. It's not holiness if we keep to ourselves in an effort to not harm. Holiness is doing no harm while doing good to build up the community. We need to keep this in mind as we consider faith community, United Methodist Church's impact on the whole community. We are doing good in specific areas, but there is so much of the community that we aren't reaching with God's goodness. I think we would all agree the world needs the goodness of God. Every day we hear about bad things happening in communities all over the world. There's so much hurt and anger and hate and division on display. We can't avoid it. Where there is more than one person, there will be more than one perspective. Knowing this, the Lord calls for us to be holy, saying, do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. Hate. Hate is something that develops. It's not a reaction. It occurs when we allow something that has hurt us at some level to fester and to grow in our heart. Hate builds when we don't address what we feel when we feel it. Now, there are many reasons why we don't share our pain. But the primary factor is fear. Fear they won't understand. Fear they won't care or they don't agree with me. Or fear they will lash out. Apart from God, fear has its grip for sure. But in a deep relationship with God, we are strengthened to be frank with our neighbor before the hate we are harboring causes us to lash out. Holiness is demonstrated when we resolve conflict with open dialogue and humility. Now, dialogue isn't about getting my way. It goes back to the all being seen and heard to get on a path of reconciliation and restoration where love of neighbor and not hate is the power that is undergirding the dialogue. 
Now, because of our imperfection, we will be hurt. And we will hurt others. We would be naive to believe anything otherwise. However, as people set apart by God, we are called to respond to our neighbors who have hurt us differently from those who don't have a relationship with the Lord. You see, God set us apart saying, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people. But here it is, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Having open dialogue with the utmost humility and kindness. It may help prevent harboring hate in our hearts, but it doesn't always result in a win-win resolution, does it? It can still be a temptation to retaliate or to continue to hold on to a grudge will likely persist if we don't intentionally put it aside. Apart from God, this can be nearly impossible. But with God as the source of our holiness, we can. In our holiness, it is called we practice forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that we have to choose to do. Forgiveness is something that we offer to another person. But the important thing is, is that the effect of forgiving others, it frees us to love our neighbor as ourselves, even if love isn't returned. We are called to love, period. Not to love when we are loved. Our calling comes from our relationship with God. Who then generates holiness in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can only be holy because God is holy. Apart from God, we cannot reflect His character. But with God, I encourage you. And in community. Demonstrate neighborly love through denouncing corruption and all of its forms that present themselves. Build each other up any way that we can. Resolve our conflicts with openness and humility. And learn to practice forgiveness. Freeing us all to love our neighbors. All of our neighbors. So what do you say? Let's accept our holiness That might make us shiver a little bit, but we need to accept our holiness so that we can truly turn around and reflect God's character to our community. Amen. Please rise as we share together. It's number 432, not 672. 432, Jesu, Jesu.
Believe it or not, we have neighbors. Everywhere we turn, there is a neighbor for us to love. You have an advantage. You have Jesus Christ in you. And the Holy Spirit that gives you the strength, the courage to love all your neighbors. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.